Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Over. Y'all ready to go to work? Our faith confessions on the screen. New series starting today called Taboo Topics. I'm so excited. Y'all ready? Let's say it together. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we commit this experience, this message into your hands. Speak, answer questions, speak with clarity, speak with power today. It's in your name we pray. Somebody shout hallelujah. I want to jump right into this word, grab a seat. I want to, I want to start with this taboo topic today, why you need God and church. Say, I need the Lord and I need church. In this new series we're doing called Taboo Topics, a taboo means it's something that's typically forbidden to be discussed, either by practice, which means we don't talk about it. In your families, the truth is there have been taboo topics. There are things that you have been, watch this, things that are not discussed by practice, meaning there are certain things where we'll say, we don't talk about that or we don't have those discussions. And I need you to know that whatever you will not confront has the ability to conquer you. I need you to know that whatever conversation you're unwilling to have will be the destruction that you cannot avoid. I need you to not be afraid to have tough conversations. I need you not to be afraid to address the elephant in the room. I need you not to be afraid to have the serious discussions. Why? Do you not know your healing is going to come through the form of a discussion? Your healing is going to come through the form of a conversation. So it means we don't discuss them by practice or by inference, meaning we can't talk about that. So either we practice not talking about it or we infer we can't talk about it about it, right? Where when you bring it up, people make faces. And I'm going to need you to touch your neighbor and say, no faces today. All right, so, so check this out. So today we're going to answer this question. Why do I need God and why do I need church? Here's the truth. Everybody has either thought it, said it, and listen to me, living in Denver, you certainly know people that have thought it or said it. Why do I need God? Why do I need church? Let me tell you some of the things we're going to get into in this series. Why would a good God allow bad stuff to happen? We're going to talk about that in this series. We're going to talk about some very controversial stuff. Matter of fact, we're going to get so controversial, there's certain things that we're going to have to do a private session that I ain't going to say open mic. 
Why? Because there's questions that you and I have that we've got answers to, but we live in a culture that does not address taboo topics because either by practice or inference. And the goal of this series is so that we walk away with every question answered and we walk away with every prayer answered. Somebody say, that's the goal. So first of all, let me just deal with it. We all need God, and you need to hear me. There's only one. There are not multiple ways to God. There are not multiple gods. Okay, let's deal with this. Acts chapter 4, verse number 11. It says, this Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you. Stop right there. That means God is used to being rejected by the people that need him. Shut your mouth. God is used to being good to people that end up pushing him away, end up rejecting him, end up saying, I don't need him. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. Say he's the cornerstone. In, 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 uh, when you're building something or constructing something, the cornerstone was often thought to be the most important stone because upon it, everything else was built. I'm here to ask you this question. What are you building your life on? Are you building it on your education? Because that will fail. Are you building it on your money? Because that might go. Are you building it on your good looks? Baby, after a while, that ain't going to be as tight as it is right now. I need you to know that the only thing you can build your life on is Jesus. You can't build it on your friendships because they'll walk away. You can't even build it on your relationships because things may change. Is there anybody at this 915 that can testify that the only thing that's been consistent in your life is Jesus? People will change. People will get fickle. People will act crazy with you. They'll love you on Sunday. They'll hate you on Monday. They'll say you the best thing since sliced bread on Wednesday and then talk about they're going to go keto so they don't want no more bread on Thursday. I need you to know he's the cornerstone. Verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else. Say nobody else. Nobody. Not Muhammad. Nobody. Not Buddha. Nobody. Watch me. Not your mama. Nobody. Not your daddy. Nobody. Not your 401k. You know who you believe in because that's who you think of first when you're going through trouble. Somebody say there is no other name. Yeah, there, there is no other name. Watch this. Now, now, some will say, well, it doesn't matter what you call them as long as you acknowledge a higher power. That's popular in Denver. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in church. I don't believe in church. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in all of that. Uh, and, and, and I just, as long as I acknowledge a higher power. Okay, here's the problem. Three phone companies, right? Sprint, at and Verizon, and some other ones. Now, here's the deal. If you don't know the name of your provider... When you're trying to use your phone, you're not going to be able to access service so that you can get a connection. I need you to know the name of your provider. And I need you to know that his name is not higher power. His name is Jesus the Christ. I need you to know the name of your provider. And it is not just. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look, the right name gives you access. So the question is, well, then what's his name, Bishop? What's his name? What's his name? We're going to say his name. What's his name? Next is chapter 3, verse number 1. Moses and the Hebrews had been worshiping this God, but they never knew his name. That's deep. Because is it possible that you and I can be in relationship with someone we don't know? Can we worship somebody that we don't know? That's what they did for years. And so in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1, Exodus meaning out of, they're about to come out of their mess. And I don't know who I'm talking to. The second half of this year, you better hear me, it will be the best half of this year. Somebody say, I'm in Exodus. 
You're an exodus from fear. You're an exodus from mess. You're an exodus from drama. Watch this. There's some people God has dismissed before you got into the second half of this year because God says they're not pulling you down in the second half. You need to be glad about whoever ain't in your life effective today because let me tell you what that means. They're not necessary for the rest of your days. He says, he says, he says, then Moses said, verse 1, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me. That's what they call him. The God of your fathers has sent me. Which is powerful because that means that Jesus, of course for Hebrews, uh, uh, that God was taught. Here's what we got going on in culture today. God isn't taught anymore. We say to kids, you pursue your own path. Rather than teaching them that this is the way. Now y'all missed it right there. Because we live in a culture of options to people who shouldn't have them. Okay, all right. Watch me. It says, the God of your fathers has sent me. And they asked me, what is his name? He says, what am I going to tell them? Go to verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. If I wasn't, why would I say I am? Okay, there. I am. Um, and he said, say to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Verse 15. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. God says, look at me. God says, my name is what? I am. Now, that may not mean much to you looking on the surface of it unless you know what it means in the Hebrew language of Old Testament. It is this phrase, ayah, asher, ayah. It means I will prove what I am and I will prove who I am. Watch me. Look back over your life. God's been proving himself to you. He's proven to be faithful. He's proven to be perfect. He's proven that he loves you. He's proven he doesn't give up on you. Is there anybody that can tell the truth that if you look back over your life, even if you didn't know his name, he's been proving himself to you because he was a brother when you didn't have one. He was a friend when you didn't have one. He was food when you didn't know where it was going to come from. See, don't get it twisted. The way you made it over wasn't because of you. The way you made it through was because of I am. If there's anybody in this experience that knows that even though I didn't know his name, even though I didn't know how to worship him, even though I didn't know none of that, the truth is when I look back over my life, he's been proving himself to me since day one. If that's you, would you throw your hands up and give God three seconds of worship? Go. He's been proving it to you, man. He's been proving it to you, woman. He's been proving it to you, sir. He's been proving it to you. That's why that car accident couldn't kill you. He proved himself. That's why the depression didn't take you out. He was proving himself. Y'all not saying nothing to me. That's why, watch this, when you had to cry yourself to sleep, somehow you got up the next morning and say, I think that today is going to be better than yesterday. And maybe you didn't even know a scripture. Why? Because he was making you into a living scripture. He was making you into a living epistle. He says, I am. God is a title. That was given in the 6th century because the Hebrews didn't want to utter his name carelessly. One of the Ten Commandments says, do not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. So they, they gave him this title, God. God is actually not God's name. Ready? God means this, to call upon. Stop. Whoever you call upon when you're in trouble is your God. So for many people who are Christians, and if you're not, we're going to give you an opportunity to be on in just a minute. For many who are Christians... Watch this. He's not actually your God. Because you call your mama first. You call your friends first. 
Watch me. You check your bank account first. I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. And I only got eight minutes left. So you're going to have to get it and get it quick. Here's what it means. To pray to. To pray to. Who do you pray to? Well, Bishop, I pray to God. Well, do you not know, according to James chapter 5, that every word that comes into your mouth is in fact a prayer. So, so based on the majority of your conversations, who are you actually praying to? Are you praying to you? Have you made yourself a God? Okay, here's what it means. To pour out to. You're always looking for somebody to vent to except people who can solve the problems. So you'll call somebody else and I just got to vent. Why are you venting to somebody that didn't have the power to change it? Why not go to somebody that you can vent to and then he'll be like, I got you. I got you and let me show you how to get through that. I dare some of you to stop spending so much time venting to people that can't solve the problem and start venting to Jesus who's got all the answers. Here, here's what it means. Here's what it means. Your source. Whoa. Your source. Your source. See, your job is not your source. But in American culture, let's just be honest, we've made a God out of money in many instances. Right? We make all of our decisions based off of it. So it becomes a source. I want to challenge you today based on this definition of God. Watch this. Watch this. Can I challenge you? Who or what really is your God? See, sometimes we start off seeking God when we're in low places. And when he takes us to high places, we forget him. See, you saw them when the relationship was bad. Now it's good. You can't come to church. You saw them when you were dealing with a rough financial situation. And now that you, you know, back then they didn't want you. Now you're hot the hell up on you. Now, 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 sometimes we forget. Can we all tell the truth? We've forgotten at some point. Let's tell the truth. If your neighbor's not raising their hand, your neighbor's got another problem. It starts with an L, ends with an R. Two letters in the middle, I-A. Watch me. Here, here's the truth, guys. We've all had moments where we've forgotten. We've all had moments where we actually thought that we were responsible for the great stuff and the good stuff. Not realizing that God looked at us and said, I see my son, I see my daughter, and I cannot deny them. Here's a scripture, 2 Chronicles 31, 21. We're going somewhere, and I got five minutes to get there. You ready? 2 Chronicles 31, 21. I said, are you ready? It says, and in every work that he began in the service of the house of God, in the law and in the commandment to seek his God. Look at me. Whoever you seek is your source. He did it with all his heart. So he what? Prospered. Check this out. God says, God says, I am God. I'm your source. I'm who you're supposed to pour out to. I'm who you're supposed to ask. I'm supposed to be number one. And hear me, God doesn't do side piece well. A side piece is a, uh, 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 a modern colloquialism that simply means he ain't the main thing. He's something you get to when the main thing ain't looking at your phone. Y'all not talking to me. And I need you to know God does not, hear me, God does not, look at me, God does not do seconds. He's not going to be second place. He's, he's not going to be, watch this, after you get to your kids. He's not going to be after you get to your spouse. He's not going to be in that place. So notice what he said. He sought the Lord, watch this, in everything that he did. Do you see this? In every work. I need you to make this confession. Say, Father, in everything I do, I choose to seek you first. 
I need you to say it like you mean it, 915, saying everything I do, I choose to seek you first. With all of my heart, that means my mind. And if I'll do that, you'll cause me to prosper. Here's what happens for some people, is you know he's God. You know that you know that your, your knower knows. The deep south, they call it your knower. Your knower knows. And here's what we'll sometimes do. When we start doing well, we lose our seek. When you don't have an enemy anymore, you lose your seek. When you're smiling more, you lose your seek. And I need us to take a moment and just let God know that we realize that sometimes we lose our seek. And sometimes other things become more important than him. And what we got to do is keep our seek. If you know that that's you, which should be every single one of us, because if you don't think you've ever lost your seek, you're delusional. Because we've all lost our seek. Because now you started, watch this, worrying about the opinions of people who you didn't seek to get what you got. Y'all not talking to me. You used to never miss church, and now you'll miss it because your friend in town. Y'all not saying that. Oh, you think I'm like regular pastors? Come here. I didn't, I didn't. And so God says, and so God says, she said, I got my gold shoes on. Watch. Well, they're black too. They're black and gold. Black and yellow. You don't know what it is. Everything I do. This is not the 1115. Y'all are not supposed to. All right, watch me, watch me, watch me. I got two minutes. God's name is Yahweh. He says, I am. Then later on, he identifies himself as Yudhei-Wavhei. Y-H-W-H in your Bibles. It's all caps, L-O-R-D, all caps in your Bible. Short, it's Yahweh. In English, it's Jehovah. Now, additional names were attributed to God based on the experiences that people had. Like Jehovah-Jireh. Abraham names the Lord Jehovah-Jireh after the Lord provides something for him that he didn't know how he was going to get it. But remember what he called himself, I am who I am. I'm going to prove what I am and who I am. So throughout the Bible, you see people give him names that he didn't call himself. They called him because he proved who he was. Which means for you, watch this, he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. For you, he might be the mother because you didn't have a mother. For you, he might be the father because you didn't have a father. For you, he might be a way maker because no way was made for you. For you are you catching it? He says, I'm going to prove who I am. In other words, God says, talk is cheap, actions speak. Let me show you that I'm God. Now, now, now check this out. When he came into the earth in human form, he was named Jesus or Yeshua in Hebrew. And when we call that name, some savings about to happen. Say, there is only one. Now, now, so we're still in this scripture. We're still in this scripture from, from Acts chapter 4 verse 11 and verse number 12 so watch this it says it says uh there is only one name under heaven by which men are saved so then we answer the question of what his name is then it says under heaven given among men which must uh, which we must be saved say i must be saved, must be saved. now here's the trip Here, here's the truth of it whether you know you need it or not we all need salvation sometimes people think god is only watch me for people who are struggling. Not true. 
That's not true. Sometimes people say, well, I don't need that church thing because things are good in my life. Y'all have talked to people like that to say, well, I don't understand. I don't understand why I need to go. Isn't that for people with issues? And you, you need to look back up it and say, oh, you got some. Your biggest one is your pride. And talking like that's going to create a fall for you. Never fight with people trying to convince them of something because a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Let them keep living and they'll figure out we need God. Is there anybody in here where you can tell the truth where even throughout some point in your life, you were like, I got this, I'm good, I'm grown. And then you met a match, you met an instance, you met a circumstance where you're like, God, I need you. And if you don't, say, I must be saved. Saved from what though? Okay, now if you grew up old school Pentecostal holiness, you're saved from hell. Preacher look real rough when they talking to you. And going to hell. Going to them picture shows. You're going to go to hell. Now, here's the truth. Here, here's the truth. It's part of it. Part of it. Um, this is not an extensive message to deal with the uh, how hell works. All right? This is not that message, but that's part of it. Somebody say that's part of it. But, but then here's, here's the real simplicity of it. Saved from what? Enemies both foreign and domestic. See, we know our foreign enemies. The domestic enemies is the inner me. Watch me. He saves you from yourself. I think there's some people in here, watch me. Well, when you were ready to make a decision, God stopped you from yourself because the decision you were about to make I wish I had some honest people in here. Well, when you were ready to do something, God stopped you from yourself and he saved you from yourself. Is there anybody grateful that he loves you enough to save you from you? There were certain things you were ready to do and he was like, mm, -mm. There were certain people you were trying to date and he was like, mm, -mm. There were certain people you were trying to marry and he was like, mm, -mm. There were certain moves you were trying to make and he was like, mm, -mm. Say, we must be saved. Everybody needs saving. Whether you're in the, in the big house or the outhouse. From the pulpit to the pew, from the window, everybody needs saving. Say, everybody needs saving. If you're young, you need saving. If you're young at heart, you need saving. Church is not just something uh, for uh, uh, for people who have made all their mistakes and now they're going to live right. See, if you grew up in church, you thought it was for seasoned saints. And the reason they was telling you to live right is because they had already done their dirt. You're like, well, mama, you can say do right now, but mama. Daddy, you can say do right now, but Daddy. I need you to say Jesus is for everybody. Go. He's for everybody. Do you not know in the Bible? See, we got it twisted in modern culture because we think it's for seasoned people only. In the Bible, do you not know all of Jesus' 12 inner circle were between 13 and 21? Peter was the oldest and he was married. He was approximately 20, 21. In other words, Jesus changed the world with 12 young men. 
It wasn't until they waited until they made all their mistakes and got to the end. Here's what I'm telling you is he's for everybody, every race, every background, every age, every socioeconomic situation. I don't care if you're a millionaire or a billionaire or I don't care if you're still trying to figure this thing out. Somebody say Jesus is for everybody. Here's the second thing, and I got to quit. We all need church. Now, Jesus is the name, and making a decision to become a Christian or become a believer, get saved. All those terms mean the same thing. But once you know the man, you need to learn his mentality. Once you're following the king, you need to understand his kingdom. And that's what church is. The church is the only thing God is building, according to Matthew 16, 18. So don't you think that we should invest in building that if that's the only thing God is building? That's the only thing God is building. How do you know that? It's right there on the screen. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church. Nowhere else does God say he's building something. In fact, Jesus, uh, 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 in, his natural, uh, in his natural walk, uh, Jesus, uh, they say he was uh, a carpenter. More specifically, the word there in Greek is tekton, which means he's a builder of things. Say he's a builder. He's building you right now. He's building your future right now. He's building your family right now. I know it's rough. It's a few patches, but somebody say he's building something. I know you're concerned about your future, but he's building something. I know you've taken some hits. I know you've taken some disappointments, but you need to know our God is a tecton. Our God is a builder. Say, Lord, build me. So, so then here's what happens. God picks a pastor for you, and you know that because that voice speaks to you. Jeremiah 23, 4. Because the question becomes, well, why do I need God and why do I need church? I just told you why you need God. Tell me why you need church. Jeremiah 24. I will set shepherds over them as pastors. Who will do it? God. Which means God picked me for you. Okay? Who will care for them. And they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall any be missing, declares the Lord. I'm going to say it again. God says, I'm going to set a shepherd over you. So I don't need no man telling me what to do. That ain't what this says. I got my own relationship with God. How's that working out? God talks to me all the time. Where's your fruit? For all these conversations you're allegedly having with the Lord, you should have some fruit to show for it. Let's just tell the truth. Y'all got people, y'all know people like that right now. Always, the Lord just woke me up and told me about you. And you know what you need to tell them people? Well, I, baby, I think he'd tell you about yourself first. Y'all not saying nothing to me. While you all up in my marriage, I think he talked to you about yours first. Do you know what's going on in your house? What? I'm feeling a little edgy here. And I got to close it. People always got their thoughts about what you need to do. And sometimes you need to reverse that thing. Reverse, reverse. You need to go on and act like it's a cha-cha slide and just tell them to reverse. I'm going to need you to check your own house first. While you're trying to check me about who I'm dating, you need to see who your man's DMs is up in. I don't, I, all right, leave it alone. Let's, let, let's, kill, let's kill some of the lies told about God's church. Let's kill some of the lies. The church just wants my money. That's wrong. Listen, you don't say that about McDonald's. You don't say that about your doctor who won't see you without a copay. You don't say that about your lawyer who won't speak to you without a retainer. Jesus says he'll know where your heart is because of what you do with your money. The height of arrogance is to think that God needs something from you. But let's expose that lie. The only way you kill a lie is you expose it and then you kill it. 
We live in a culture now that nobody will say anything even though they're listening to a lie. They're like, well, I didn't hear that lie. And I need you to learn how to kill a lie when you see it. Watch this. Let's go deeper. I need you to learn how to kill a lie when you hear one about yourself. When the enemy says you're not anything, you need to say, wait a minute, my God. When he made me, he made me fearfully and wonderfully. When he tells you're not going to make it, say, I believe that the God that's begun a good work in me is going to perfect it into the day of Christ Jesus. Somebody say, I know how to kill a lie. Here's another one. There's just too many hypocrites. That's why I don't go to church. Everybody in there ain't right. Great news. Somebody say, great news. There's room for another one. Church is not a museum of perfect people. It's where imperfect people learn to love a perfect God. And so when people say to you, you know what? You're supposed to be a Christian. You messed up. Say, proof that I am a Christian is that I messed up. But watch this. I owned up to my mess up. Don't you ever let people throw your failures in your face and say, how you going to church? Baby, because I need the Lord and I found out that he doesn't throw me away because of my failures. I feel like preaching. He doesn't throw me away because of my mistakes. He doesn't throw me away because of my issues. Somebody say he didn't throw me away. So watch this church. We can't throw people away. When they do the same thing. Got it? Some people, some people will self-condemn. I made a mistake. I can't go to church today because where I was Saturday night. You better take your shower. Put that roller set in and get your tail to church. I'm talking to somebody now. I can see you. Let me get prophetic for a minute. You better get yourself in this building at the 1115. He does not throw you away. Here's Christianity. I get knocked down. Watch me get back up. I get knocked down. Watch me get back up. That's Christianity, not stay down. And not feel like a failure because I got knocked down. Here's another lie we got to discord. God is everywhere. I don't need to go to church to have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with God at the, at the South Platte River. Look, first of all, you better have some spray to protect from the mosquitoes. I'm telling you what I know. I was down at the South Platte, called myself doing my jog, and I looked at my arms and said, the devil is alive. All these skeeters. Watch. Oh, excuse me, I forgot. Skeeters is short for mosquitoes. <laughs> Here's the deal. That's wrong. Jesus went to church faithfully. Think about this. Luke 4, 16. Luke 4, 16. They're going to put it up for you. Jesus went to church faithfully, and he served. So I'm going to ask you a question. If Jesus went to, what is the preacher going to teach him? Like, just imagine it right now. Imagine Jesus sitting on the front row. Come here, you're going to be Jesus. You're going to be millennial Jesus. <laughs> Sit right there, Jesus. Please, on the front row, Jesus. Right there, Jesus. Just for today. Don't get it twisted. So imagine, shalom, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Harvest. We're so glad that you're here today. If it's your first time, we're glad you're here. And then imagine getting into the message. What is the preacher going to teach God about himself? But Jesus said, let me show you that even I know how to be submitted and I'm sovereign. Even I know I need to follow the order, even though I created the order. Even I know I need to be in a place where I can grow and where I can learn and where there's a village and community of people around me that can help me keep going. And I'm God. So if God went and served, wink at your neighbor and say, we got two, too. I know that's not good English. Just they know what I mean. No. 
Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Just today. Here's another thing. I don't get anything out of church. Let's kill that lie. Not here. No. The only people not seeing results are people who are not applying the messages. Just that simple. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. So we can move on to the next lie. Here's another lie. I was hurt in church. I got church hurt. Let's deal with that. A person hurt you. Church didn't do that to you. I'm going to say that again. A person hurt you. Church didn't do that to you. Well, a preacher hurt me. All preachers aren't the same. Well, a keyboard player hurt me. All keyboard players aren't the same. Pull your shirt up, son. Trying to show you tank top. I'm just giving a hard time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at me. Let me tell you how ridiculous that is. So you've had people on your job lie, cheat, steal, report you to HR before you can report them to HR. And you want to know what you're going to do tomorrow? Go to work. So let's kill that lie that the reason, that's why I don't go to church today. People hurt me. No. <laughs> I thought it was Fifth Sunday. That person hurts you. So you know what you do? When you see crazy coming the next time, cross the street. Can I tell you, you if, if anybody want to talk about church hurt, listen, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the people who bit me when I was trying to help them. I get up every week and do what I'm called to do and do it with joy and do it with gladness. Even though, watch this, I know it's people sitting up in my face and behind my back having dinner talking about me. But I do it anyhow. You know why? Because this is God's business. It ain't about me. So we got to kill that I was hurt in church. That's why I don't go. You literally had a car wreck. And you know what you did? You drove to your doctor's appointment to go get looked at. So let's stop using that as a reason. Touch your neighbor and say, that's not an excuse. Well, Bishop, you don't know what it was. It doesn't matter. The principle's the same. Can we kill two more lies? Can we kill two more lies? Okay. I don't need no man telling me what to do. And you know what? I'm just going to hop and shop churches depending on how I feel today. I'm just going to go to church when I'm going through something. Let's deal with that lie. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. Excuse me, 12, 18. It says, now, now the Lord. Somebody say, the Lord. The Lord. Say, God. God. God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. Say, I belong. I belong. Say, I fit. I fit. Say, I'm loved. I'm say, I'm welcome. Okay? All right, let's deal with one last lie. Why they give love offerings to Bishop Foreman? I ain't never heard of that. Pastors should live well. Oh, I'm coming for you. Just because you've never heard of it doesn't mean it's not biblical. You're here to learn, not just confirm what you think you know. And there's several scriptures regarding this, but let me be very clear. I will never apologize for teaching the word of God. I will never apologize for do it just because it hadn't been done doesn't mean it's not supposed to be done see you do need to know you need to know something that there's two types of things that grow there's healthy growth and here's the other thing you need to know there's something called cancer cancer grows too sometimes we will look at something and say well so-and-so don't do that 
But you cannot assume that because you see what you deem to be success, that that necessarily connotates that it's healthy, because it could be cancer, because they look the same. What are you trying to say? Sometimes when it comes to the body of Christ, we, we start doing all these things, and all we need to do is go back to the word. And I'm not out of time, but I am out of, I'm not out of message, but I am out of time. He says, in the same way, the Lord commanded that those, you read it. Now, let's like read it together. One, two, ready, read. So, so, so listen, can I tell you the only people who like to talk stuff about church and giving? First of all, you need to know, let me talk about us. I can't talk about anybody else. You need to know that, one, we're good stewards of what comes in our hands. Number two, you need to know that we give and we support and we tell you what's going on and what we're doing and how many lives that we're changing and impacting. Number three, what you need to know is the only people who normally talk a lot of trash about that are people who don't give anyhow. Because the people giving, watch this, are getting, they're so busy getting blessed. And I'm not on a message, but I am out of time. They're so busy getting blessed. They're so busy walking in favor. They're so busy seeing great things manifest in their life. They don't have time to sit here and fight with people who want to argue over what the word of God said. If you believe it, do it. If you don't, don't. Woo, but I think there's some people in here that found out that when you're a faithful giver, won't God make you flourish? I, somebody holler, I'm flourishing. There's lots of lies. I'm not out of time. I'm not out of mess. I keep flipping it. Not out of, but I am out of. There's lots of lies that sometimes people will tell about God's church. These people make mistakes. These people do. Listen, man, the church is people. This is not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. You know why? You're part of it. I'm part of it. Humans, we're part of it. But it's still right. This is God's idea. Somebody say, it's God's idea. God's say it again. Say, it's God's idea. God's so today, I wanted to open it up with those two foundational cornerstones. Now, throughout this series, we're going to go deeper. We're going to answer prayers. We're going to talk about some taboo stuff. And it's going to be good for us because we're going to grow. We're going to learn. I saw an interesting statistic. They said that most Christians... Well, they espouse to be Christians. They actually don't actually know what they believe. So when they're asked simple questions about Christianity and well, what do you believe about this and what do you believe about this, many Christians can't actually answer the question. And what I'm going to do through this series and what I strive to do in every message is not just give you inspiration, but also give you information so you can have application, so you can see manifestation in the middle of your situation. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives 
to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.